Open up your Bibles. Numbers chapter 13. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to start in verse 30. Thank you, Jesus. It says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Caleb and Joshua were part of the spies. They were, they were scouting the land. God had delivered the Hebrew people and had told them, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Everybody say milk. Honey. I asked God, what is milk and honey? What? It sounds like a good bowl of cereal. That's what it sounds like. Amen. But that's the way God described the land. In other words, it was a good land, a fertile land. It was a land that was to be desired. And so they left slavery. God destroyed their enemies in the, and drowned them in the Red Sea. They saw the miracle power of God that as God inflicted the Egyptian people so that they will let the Hebrew people free, let God's people free. And after many afflictions, after many plagues that God had to perform great signs and wonders to perform so that the fear of God will come upon the Egyptian people and they will let them go. They were let go and they went to a place that God says it's a promised land. A land flowing milk and honey. The time it takes on a journey to go from Egypt to uh, Canaan is about 11 days. And they get to a place, they just got finished seeing God's mighty power in every imaginable way. And God said, this land's going to be a good land. So they sent scouts to go see the good land. And they came back with, with uh, these grapes, uh, one... Uh, a, a, a vine or a branch of grapes, but it took two people to carry it. Those are some big grapes. It was exactly the way God described it. But yet, they came back. The land, it's good. It's fertile. It's great. It is awesome. Exactly the way it was described. But then they said, but the people are too big for us. They're too great for us. They're too strong for us. We cannot defeat them. They came with a bad report. And fear began to go across the Hebrew people. And only two people believed that God would give them the land, which was Caleb and Joshua. Caleb began to, to, to speak up. He says, hey, we can conquer them. But they didn't listen to Caleb. They listened to the bad report. Instead of believing God, God had to take them back into 
the desert for 40 years. An entire generation of people had to die. 40 years later, they come back to that land and they finally cross over and they take the land that God promised. They failed. And because of their failure, because they didn't take the opportunity, the moment that God gave them, they had to endure 40 years and they didn't get to enter in. Not even Moses got to enter in. The only ones that got to enter in was Caleb and Joshua. Amen. I, I, I want to share with you a word today. And I titled it, Failure is a Blessing. Failure is a blessing. Because failing is, is not, um, it's not the curse. Not trying is the curse. They didn't even try to cross over and they entered into a curse. Not trying will cause curses upon your life, but, but, but trying and failing, that's not a curse. That's a blessing, amen. You never know what door is open unless you try it. Amen. The other day, uh, you know, we have one of those little chimer that when the door opens or window opens, it, it, it rings. At, um, it was about, I don't know, about 11, 12 p.m., 12 a.m. Um, I heard a ring and I'm thinking, wait a minute, nobody should be coming into this house at this time. You know, so I, I got up with my, you know, my ninja moves ready to ready to defend the house, you know, me and my poodle. Uh, but but I, I, didn't, I didn't lock the door, and the wind came in and blew it open. So it was my fault, amen? Hallelujah. But you got to try the doors if you want to find out if they're open. Amen? And, and the curse comes when, when you don't even try. There are people that are afraid to live and they're waiting for everything to be perfect and everything to be, you know, where literally everything just falls into their life. Life doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. People say, well, I'll start a business when I finally get to a certain place, you know. But, you know, life doesn't work that way. Amen. I'll, I'll get married when, when I got, you know, the, the, the college degree, the master's degree and the, the house and the, and the white picket fence. Life doesn't work that way. Amen. A lot of times we end up pushing off decisions that we're supposed to make in our life. And you have to understand that every day that you're alive is a miracle. Every day that you're alive is a miracle. And the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God has blessed us with today. What are you doing with it? Because tomorrow is not assured, but today God has given you this day. What are you doing with it? Are you waiting to try something new? Are you waiting to become what you've been, what you feel led to do? Are you waiting, are you letting time fly by day after day, year after year without becoming what you feel in your heart that you should have been all along? Trying and failing is not the curse. Amen. But not trying, that's the curse. Not trying is the curse. These people had to suffer 40 years where they all died off because they didn't even want to try. Amen? Hallelujah. I have a couple things I want to share with you. Because even Caleb, when he got back after the 40 years, 
Even though time passed by, Caleb went to the land. He said, he said, I'm as strong as I am today as I was back then. Give me this mountain. And he took the land. Amen. Just because there was a failure, failure does not define you. Amen. Other people's failures do not define you. Amen. There are many opportunities to fail, but it does not become your life definition. You're not the divorcee. You're not the one that went bankrupt. You're not the one that, that tried something and didn't do it. Amen. That is not your identity. You are son of God. You are bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. You are children of the most high. Do you believe that? Amen. Failure. Give God praise for that. Amen. Do not allow failure to define you. Some of the greatest people in the, in the world, they, they, they were at a place where people gave up on them. You know, uh, let me read a couple of, you know, Caleb, of course, he, he, he didn't allow not going in at that time to define who he was. He was always that victor. So when he came back 40 years later, he took the land. Amen. But here's some, some people that, you know, Walt Disney. Walt Disney was told by his newspaper editor, he used to work in a newspaper, that he was told by the editor that he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Walt Disney, amen? Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors ever, was told by his teachers he was too stupid to learn anything. Amen? Say, failure doesn't define me. Come on, failure doesn't define me. Albert Einstein, as a child... He didn't start speaking until he was four, reading until he was seven, and was thought to be mentally handicapped. Say, failure doesn't define me. Me, I was told I didn't have it. I'm still trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> but I was told as a minister of the gospel that I didn't have it, and I didn't know what it is. Amen. But failure has not defined me. Tell your neighbor, failure doesn't define you. Go with me to 1 John chapter 4. I believe 2022 is going to be an incredible year. But it's going to be taken by the men and women of faith. That don't just let things happen, but they go and step out in faith and make things happen because of what God has spoken to them amen hallelujah god's gonna bless you and god's gonna strengthen you god's gonna equip you he's gonna prosper you he's gonna give you many victories but you're gonna have to step out and fight the good fight of faith amen in first john chapter 4 verse 18 in the new king james version it says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love amen See, fear will cause a man to not try. The fear of failure, it causes torment. And torment, it, it paralyzes you. When there's a person that's paralyzed, you know, they can't move. They can't make decisions. They can't think clear because they see what, what, what they, they are afraid of right before them. And it paralyzes them. That's why there's some things that, you know, you're perfectly, you're good, but you get around somebody and it paralyzes them. You know, I have a, I have a, a a terrible habit of watching videos of guys that are on roller coasters that pass out when the roller coaster goes. How many of y'all seen those videos? They're hilarious. You know, this guy's like, ah! 
They're paralyzed. The fear of the, of, you know, the fear of it paralyzes you. That's what fear does. Fear paralyzes you. I was, I was traveling back from a, a missions trip and, and we're, fly, we're landing into Harlingen and, and the airplanes going into Harlingen, a lot of them are smaller airplanes, you know, so there was about maybe about 40, 50 people in the, in the plane. And, and as we were, as we were descending, we hit some, some turbulence and course i'm flying everywhere so man i've been in turbulence the whole day i've already been flying for like 20 something hours you know so it's not a big deal but but the people when they hit the turbulence the plane started rocking and and i heard some people scream ah! and everybody grabbed their their seat you know the handles of the seat like that's going to help you in the air you know i'm safe now i'm holding onto my chair um and and you know the it, turbulence came in and then the plane leveled off and it was smooth, but there were these kids that were sitting near me, and the kid, one of the kids screams out, that was fun, let's do it again. All the other passengers looked at that kid like, I don't know who your parent is, but I'm going to spank you right now for saying, because they were afraid. Fear, fear paralyzes you, but what sets you free is love. Love sets you free. See, love has to be the reason why you do everything. You start a business just because you want to make money. That business ain't going to go very far. But if you're doing it because you know that it's going to be a, a place where God will bless you and cause you to be a blessing to others. I'm doing this for somebody else. I'm doing this because there's a, a greater vision, a greater purpose to what I'm doing. So you don't give up so quickly and so easily. You don't allow discouragement to come and, and rob you of what you're building because you, you begin to, to, to use love and love doesn't quit. Amen. Tell you never love doesn't quit. Like what you might be building today, you might, you might have this vision. This is, for, this is so that it could become a blessing to my children and my children's children. That's what your word says, Lord. And so when you want to quit or you get tired or you want to, to give up, love doesn't allow you to do that. Amen. The fear, fear does, cannot overtake love. Love overtakes fear. Amen. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. Love moves us beyond every barrier. There are many fathers that desire to provide for their children. So the reason why they sacrifice waking up every day and going off to a job that they don't, probably don't like is because they love their children and they love their family, their wife, and they want to make sure they're good providers of their home. What causes a mother to wake up in the middle of the night to feed her baby is because she wants to be a good mother and she wants to take care of her child. What causes people to make decisions, it's not because of the pressure of society. It's because love made them do it. Amen? And love goes beyond fear. I don't care how big the fear is, love goes way beyond it. I remember this one woman in the church, she, her, her sister got in an accident and and ever since her sister got in this car accident, she started having fear of traveling. She could travel down the road in a car and all that, but she couldn't drive like from here to McAllen. And when the when they began to open up about what was going on, you know, I, you know, I heard about it. And after church one day, I, I invited her and her husband to come into the into my truck, and and I just began to 
to drive down the road and I was sharing testimonies of what God was doing, talking about the things that the Lord had done in my life and in the ministry, talked about some mission trips. The next thing you know, we were in McAllen. She looked around, she goes, I'm here. I said, yes. Now we're going to go back. All that fear left. Now she travels too many places. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, give God praise. Amen. Let me just say something about love. We love people, not things. So if you're doing something because of things, there better be a greater purpose that it's attached to people because if it's not attached to people, most likely you'll give up on what you're doing. Amen? You'll give up on the business. You'll give up on the investment. You'll give up on the, the challenge that's before you. But because it's attached to people, people that you love, you won't, you won't easily give up. Amen? Do you, do, do you all receive that? Amen? Go to Isaiah 64. In Isaiah 64... This past week, we were um, we had a staff meeting, and I asked everyone. I said, "Tell us about this past year, 2021." And they began to talk about the different challenges that they have. Some of them, some of them had gone through some very difficult challenges, but every one of them had a blessing and a thanksgiving unto God that the Lord saw them through it, that they endured, and that they had the victory. Amen. In Isaiah 64, verse 8, it says, And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We, are, we all are formed by your hand. Say this with me. Failure is a blessing. Every adversity, every challenge is, is a way that God, God will use those things to shape and mold and form your life. Amen. We go through stuff and that stuff, you know, even the difficult things, there's something that God is going to use that will turn it into a blessing. Just like clay in the hands of a potter, God is shaping our life and molding our life to become into his image. As much as you say, well, I want to be this, I want to be that, God has a plan and purpose for every one of you. And your question or your statement should be, should not be, I want to be this. Your statement should be, Lord, what do you want my life to be? What kind of shape, what kind of mold are you creating my life to be? Because I am not called to serve Kevin. I am called to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And all I want to be is what you desire me to be. Shape me, mold me. Amen? And many of the things that we go through is all part of that process of God raising you up to become whom he called you to be. Amen? I could, I've, I've shared testimonies of all the things, some of the things that the Lord has, has done through my life throughout the years and the struggles that, that we went through. And someone says, well, well, Pastor, we, you know, what will your life be without going through that? I tell you, I would not be the man of God I am today if I didn't go through the struggles I went through yesterday. Because in every struggle, in every challenge, in every fight, I saw the glory of God. 
And I saw how God is faithful, amen? That's why I could pray when, when people are going through struggles. I could, I could minister to one another in, in compassion and love and patience because the Lord had to take me through a series of process to be who God called me to be. Amen. The Lord is taking you through a series of process to be the man, the woman that God's called you to be. Amen. Hallelujah. So you're being molded. Amen. Say, I'm being molded. Every time we fail, we learn. We prove the weapons God has given us. Proving is, you know, David, when he went to the battle, he didn't grab the king's sword or the king's armor. He grabbed the slingshot. Why? Because he never used, he, he has never used the king's sword or the king's armor, but he has used the slingshot. He had killed the lion and the bear, but he had never killed anybody with the king's sword or the king's armor. Amen. He had proven these weapons in the battle. Amen. Every time we go through situations and, 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 and things, every time we fail, we are proving what is right, what works, and what doesn't work. Amen. We're proving the weapons that God has given us. We're proving our faith. We're proving our confidence. We're proving our knowledge. We're proving our, our relationships, our leadership, our ability to make decisions. We are proving them from battle to battle, from fight to fight, and we're being shaped and molded. Amen. And so it's not a waste when, when you fail. It's not a waste when you don't make, you don't become what you wanted to be or, or, or to do what you wanted to do all along. It's just a part of the process that God is allowing you to have confidence in, in, his, in his gifts upon your life so that the next battle, the next challenge, you know how far you've gone and you have, a faith, you have faith that God could take you even farther. Amen? What's right, what's, what's wrong, you begin to prove it from... Challenge to challenge, amen. Go to Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. It says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Amen. Say, get back up. Try again. Again, get back up. Try again. You get back up and you try again. But pastor, what if I failed in my marriage? Get back up try again. What if I fell in my business? Get back up. Try again. What if I fell in my diet? Get back up. Somebody say, get back up. Try again. Because every time you get up, you rise up with new strengths. You're, you're proving the weapons that, that God has equipped you with. You learned something. You're able to do something a little better than before. The problem is if you do the same thing over and over and you never change. But every time you fall down, you get back up. God will cause you to, to come back up. Amen. Try again. You have a great gift from the Lord. None of you can make your heart beat, but God, God has. And God is. Amen. Today was a gift that was given to you by God. You know, you couldn't purchase this gift with all the money in the world. You can't buy health. You can't buy a day with money. But God gave it to you as a gift. And for you to consider that your life might be over because you had a little bit of failure. No, no, no. Somebody shall get back up. Try again. There's this old story about a farmer who had a donkey and 
As the donkey was roaming, he fell into an old, abandoned, dry well. The well was deep. The farmer heard the, the cry, but he couldn't reach the donkey. He didn't have any machinery to pull that, that donkey out. So the donkey was just left in the well. The farmer thought, oh, I've, there's nothing I could do for him. So he began to fill the well with dirt. After a couple of tosses of the shovel of dirt in the, into the, the well, the dirt landed on the donkey, and the donkey would begin to shake it off. Another thing of dirt come, it land on the donkey, he would shake it off. Next thing you know, it began to rise up a little bit, he would shake it up and step up. Comes down on him again, shakes off the dirt again, step up. Throughout the day, the farmer kept on doing it, where instead of burying the donkey, the donkey made it a stepping stool to get to the top and come out of the well. That is the way we're supposed to treat every adversity. It's not there to crush you or to bury you. You got to shake it off and step on up. You got you to not allow it to keep you down, but use it as a place, as a ladder to get you to where you want to be in a place of freedom. Amen. Say, shake it off. Step up. Amen. I want to give you a couple of things to encourage you. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, here Jesus is speaking. He says, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. And so I want to give you a freedom to dream. To dream. If you're doing it by yourself, you're limited. But here Jesus says, with God, everything is possible. Amen. I want to give you the right to dream about what God can do in your life and what you can do with God. You're not by yourself. How many have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you? If the Spirit of God is living on the inside of you, then you really don't have any restrictions in your life. You have the greater one living on the inside of you. So if you, if you recognize the power that's been invested in you, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that moved in action and brought everything into existence at the spoken word of light be is inside of you, you will never put limits on what God can do through your life. With God, all things are possible. Think about it. With God, all things are possible. There's nothing impossible with God. And if God God is with you. That means with you and God, all things are possible. You have an unlimited God, has unlimited power, and wants to do unlimited things in your life. You have the right to dream. You have the right to dream about what you can do with God. Amen. Some people are so fearful. Some people have been beaten up by life and they don't even want to dream about the possibilities because they hold on to the things of the past. I want to give you an encouragement. I want to, to, to tell you, dream. Dream. And don't just dream about what you are able to do. Dream about what God desires to do through your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Say everything is possible. See, everything is possible, but you still have to try. Everything is possible, but you still have to try. 
In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, For I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me strength. So you can do everything through Christ. Impossible thing, things are done through the anointing. Christ means the anointing. It means God's power. Everybody say God's power. And so here the scripture says, I could do all things through God's power, which strengthens me. Amen. I, I know this is, this is pro you're, you're probably too young for this, but does anybody know who Popeye is? I'm not talking about the chicken. I'm talking about the sailor. What was Popeye's strength giver? What, what, what did he do to get strength? What? And when he, ate, when, when, he, when he ate the spinach, what did he do? He beat up people. He moved mountains. He, you know, the spinach. I'm telling you, there's a great sales pitch for spinach. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ, God's power on my life that's strengthening me. So when you're going through issues and you're going through struggles and you're going through the challenges and you want to give up, remind yourself there's an anointing, there's a power of God that will strengthen you in that moment. And you can do all things, amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. You might say, well, I don't understand that. Begin to claim, I have the mind of Christ. Well, I need wisdom. The Word of God says you can ask the Holy Ghost and He will give you wisdom. Amen. Everybody say all things. I can do all things. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8, it says, Finishing is better than starting. Or the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Amen. When things have failed... Thank God for its beginning, but also thank God for its end. It might be the end of a thing, but it's not the end of you. Amen? So thank God for its beginning, but also thank God for its end. Amen? Move forward. Many people, when they see an end to something, they, they think, okay, I died with it. You didn't die with it. It's an end of it. Thank God for while it existed. But praise the Lord, there's something new. Amen. Move forward. Amen. Do not allow regret or fear to take root in your life. You have to keep your heart. Many times we go through these issues and we go through these, these challenges. And because there might have been a failure, we, we, we consider that, man, we are failures. And we hold on to it and the shame comes on it. But no shame. No shame. The only shame that, that's on you is the one you put on yourself. Amen. You're not a failure. That thing failed. That thing ended. But you're still alive, right? You're still alive. So no shame. Move forward. Amen. Don't regret it. Amen. And don't be in fear. Don't allow fear to take root in your life. Amen. The second thing, the next thing I want to encourage you is, is you have to give it to God. You have to give it to God. Pastor, I don't know what to do. My marriage ended. Bring it before the Lord and say, Father, thank you. Thank you. You know, the, the saddest thing is you get a you get a husband and a wife. They love each other and, and the enemy comes and, and scatters the marriage and, and they're not able to reconcile. And then next thing you know, they're, they're, they become enemies, lifelong enemies where that other person, they, they hate them with a passion. But they don't realize that there was kids that came through that marriage 
And these children love their mama and love their dad, but because a father and a mother can't love each other, they want to turn the kid's love into a way of hurting the other. That's wicked and evil. That's wicked and evil. If that marriage had failed, I'm sad, I'm sorry. I know you tried everything, but you know, bring it to God and say, Lord, thank you for this marriage. Thank you for the, the truth of this marriage. Thank you for the children. Thank you for, for giving me someone that I could love these years. But Lord, I turn this affection, this love towards you. Amen. Give it to God. Amen. Got awfully quiet in this place. Remind yourself of the call of God upon your life. You might, be a you might have failed, but you're not a failure. God doesn't change his mind. There are many people even called into ministry that have failed in their ministry, failed to walk like God and be like God and to, and to live for God. But it doesn't mean that God is, God is done with them. God's not done with you. Amen. God's not done with you. That's what repentance is about. Repent, change your ways, and move forward. Amen. Failure will not define you. Last thing I want to share with you is failure is not the end of the story. It's just the beginning of a new one. Nobody likes to talk about this stuff because it hurts. We don't want to unearth the things of the past. We don't want to talk about the things that we didn't do right. And so it's better not to even to talk about it because I don't want anybody to know or have to relive those things. As long as you don't allow it to define you, it has no control over you. It's part of your story, part of your testimony, part of your journey. Because somehow you, you, got, you went through it and somehow you're still living and existing and there's a story that God, of what God did in your life to strengthen you, to bring you to where you are right now. And when we stop talking about what we went through and how God led us through it, we fail to give God the glory for our life. We allow that failure to be a part of our life that we, you know, I can't talk about it. I can't, I, I don't want to unearth it because my heart hurts too much. That's something that you need to give to God and ask the Lord to give you complete freedom and healing. Amen. Hallelujah. But failure is not a curse. Not trying is the curse. And I don't want any of you to live your, the days of your life thinking, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have tried a little harder. I should have been, I, because that's not the, God doesn't want you to live with regrets. Amen. When he's blessed you with this day. Amen. Be strong. Be courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Just like God spoke to Joshua. Be strong. Be courageous. Every one of us had to be strong and be courageous. Amen. There are, there's great things that God wants to do in your life. There's a great plan that God has for you. Amen. You're going to try many things. You're going to fail in many things, amen, but it's all part of the journey about what, for where, what God wants to do is bigger than what you ever thought you could be or do yourself, amen. Do you all receive this word today?
Amen. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. As I was speaking to the staff when we were talking about 2021, getting ready for 2022, this, this time of the year is kind of very, it's very unique for me. I don't know what to do. I, don't, I feel out of place in November and December. That's why a lot of times I go out and I'm preaching in other countries because, you know, I re, I'm ready. After, around October, God already turns my attention to, to, to the next year. And when God speaks to me about what's coming up, I already go there with my heart. So usually around this time, I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for everybody to catch up for us to go through these seasons so that when we get to January, we're already there. Amen. God already spoke to me about 2022. How many want to know what, what he's going to do in 2022? He spoke to me. He says he's going to restore spiritual foundations in our life. And there's a lot I got to share with it, but I'm holding my, I'm holding back, amen. Keeping my powder dry. It's the same. But this, this season, these times, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an oddball because I'm waiting, I'm waiting, waiting. And so we were talking in our staff meeting, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, what they felt and what, what they saw God do and, and what's going on in their life. And when it came my time, I didn't know what to say. And. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to tell them what I, what I feel. I said, you know, I feel like I'm not doing as much as I need to do. I feel like, like there's, there's some work that needs to happen and, and, and I need to do more. And my wife could tell you that I'm doing a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of things we're doing in the church. There's a lot of ministries we're building. There's a lot of plans for the future. I mean, I'm constantly working. When I wake up, I get, I get to work and... And I'm, I'm dealing, there, there's time in the middle of the night, I'm talking to developers in Pakistan and different people from around the world just building the things that God has put in my heart. But I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like there's more. There's more. There's more. And understand, I, this is not self-motivating. I'm not motivating myself, but, but this is God saying, hey, there's more. There's more. There's more. How many ever tried something and it, and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to happen? Let me see your hands. You can say, I failed in that area. And when you recognize that God's the one that strengthens you and you recognize that the word of God says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. The reason why I got so much stuff that I'm working on doing is because I recognize that I could do all things. And I don't want to be one that says, Lord, I'd, I wasn't faithful with the time you gave me. I wasn't faithful with the creativity you gave me. I held back my, 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 my treasures, my talents from you, Lord. That's not going to be me. If, if, if I could dream it, if I could believe God for it, we can do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, I can do all things. Again, I can do all things. So the question is not, can you do it? It's, do you want to do it? 
this coming up new year, man, I believe that God's going to use you mightily. I see you touching a bunch of stuff. Just, I'm doing this. I'm going over there. I could do that. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be busy in 2022. But pastor, I don't like to, I don't want to do something that I'm not positive I could succeed in. That's the wrong mindset. That'll pull you back into the desert for 40 years. Well, how do I know I'm supposed to do that? That's where you get alone with God. Say, Lord, give me, give me confirmation. How many of you have a, a picky mom or mother-in-law? Don't raise your hands. She might be here. Yeah, yesterday, uh, for, for about, about, I think it was on Thursday, we went to, to Ross and bought a, a room carpet. And uh, we, you know, we had just moved into our new house and Veronica says, I'm going to put this, this carpet in the back room. It needs something on the floor. And so, you know, you want to go to Ross? I'm like, yeah, that's the place I go all the time. I'm carrying the big carpet out. We get to the house and my wife looks at me and says, you know what? This carpet will work better where all the, the, the other carpet is. Let's move all the furniture, roll it up and then move the furniture, roll it and put that carpet. There. And I'm thinking... I'm busy. The game is on. But see, that was Thursday morning, Thursday evening. Hey, the carpet, we're going to move and we're going to put this over there. And I'm like, yes, we are <laughs> trying to get out of it. Friday, that carpet, hey, we're going to do this. I think it worked really good there. I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll do it when we got time. Yesterday morning, she says, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing, I'm free. Great, let's move the carpet. <laughs> One mind focused. You have to be like that with the things that God has put in before you. You pick on it. You pick on it. You keep knocking, you keep trying, you keep learning, you keep speaking. We're gonna do this, we're gonna build this, we're gonna try this. Don't give up just because Pastor Kevin got lazy one day. Don't give up. Keep on trying, keep on picking, keep on doing. That family, you're gonna have it. That business is going to grow. Your children are gonna be, are gonna be blessed. Your life is, your health is going to get good. Amen. Little by little. Keep on. Don't give up on what God's going to do. Amen. Lift up your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are the one that encourages us. You're the one that gives us strength to do great and mighty things. Lord, we, we thank you for the gifts of, of knowledge and, and wisdom. We, we thank you for the earthly knowledge, earthly wisdom, Father God. But more importantly, Father God, we thank you for your anointing. That our faith is not in 
the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And Father, I pray for a spirit of creativity to come all over these people, Father God. That they'll begin to dream bigger and to do greater things, not thinking about failure, but thinking about victory and thinking about success. And Father, I pray over those whose hearts have been hurt in the past, those who have had disappointment in their life. But Lord Jesus, you carried our sorrows at the cross of Calvary. We will not allow yesterday to destroy what you have for us today and tomorrow. But we will seek your kingdom first. We will pursue you and be led by you. And every adversity will shake it off and take a step higher. I thank you, Father, for your spirit of victory is upon your people. I declare that 2022, they will do great and mighty things. That they will do new things that they never even dreamt, dreamt they could do, Father God. But knowing through your anointing, they could do all things because you strengthen them. I thank you, Father God. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. With every eye closed, please put your hands down for a moment. If you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that Jesus died on the cross for you because he loves you. He went to the cross to carry your sins and paid the price of death so that you could be free. It takes salvation to be born again. And if you will surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you will be saved, you'll be born again, your sins will be forgiven, and you'll become a child of God. The Spirit of God will come and live on the inside of you. The Bible says, For God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. If you desire to live for Jesus, your, your life, to give your life to Him and live eternally with Him, to be saved, to be born again, and accept the free gift of salvation. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we'll pray together, you'll be born again. Maybe you have given your heart to God, but for some reason you've fallen away. But today you want to rededicate your life to God. This prayer is for you as well. If that's you, my friend, you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ or ask, or, or rededicate your life to the Lord. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we will pray. This is your time. This is your moment. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. God bless you. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyone else? God bless you. Praise God. You can put your hands down now. And I want everyone to say this prayer out loud with me. Let's go and lift up both our hands to heaven. Let's pray as a family. Repeat out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. I thank you for saving my life. Fill me with your spirit. Use me for your glory. I declare that my sins are forgiven, that I am born again, and I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.